Oh, this is going to be fun. Right. I worked it out earlier, right? In the history of this podcast, uh, we've not lost to Cardiff, like, since we've been doing it. Literally started doing it the week before Monk had the job. So, obviously, that was the 3-0. And, yeah, we we haven't lost since, have we? Well... This is the first... There was me thinking that we were the lucky charm. There you go. Hello and welcome to the Jackcast, the Swansea City podcast. I am Gittas Llewellyn and uh, with me, as usual, we have Steve Carroll and Matt Baraku. Evening, boys. Evening. Evening. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you people. This is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a dour episode. We are recording this the day after the South Wales derby um, and we'll go straight into it. It did not have the um, desired outcome. The Swans had the chance to record a first league derby in the fixtures his, first league double sorry in the fixtures history um but uh well steve we'll start with you i mean within the first 10 minutes the worst possible start really a long throw into the box and uh the quintessential cardiff city goal to get them off the mark yeah it probably was wasn't it it was it was hell of a throw and it was just awkward to deal with really wasn't it i mean woodman's made a good save, but obviously it's gone back into an area which isn't great. I'm not going to be too critical of him on on that because I think it was a good save to be honest with you. But if you look at Flint, then obviously that he was desperate for that ball. You could see he he wanted it badly. He went in aggressively. It's a good header. It could have been stopped on the line, I suppose. But what what can you do in in that situation? I think we're we probably could have defended it better, but at the same time, it was an awkward one to deal with. And I suppose these things can happen, really. But it was a bad start. I mean, it's I can't remember us ever conceding so early in the derby. We we always seem to start these games well, but yesterday really was was different. We we just couldn't get going. They came out the blocks uh, quicker than us, I thought. And and obviously, when when they got that goal, then it was obviously going to be a very difficult day for us. Can I just jump in on the goal um, before we move on? I think defensively, it was it was poor, wasn't it? I think we all agree with defensively shambolic. And I noticed something when you watch it back through through you know through your fingers. Um, our defensive strength in the past, I don't know, ten years, we've always had a strong header of the ball on the near post. Whether it be our strikers, we've had Borny there, Gomez, you know, we had Ayu at the near post. Always the strong header of the ball attacking in the post. Yes, you leave your centre-halves, man-mark the big men in the middle, but you have someone big and strong attacking that near post. We had Matt Grimes, who flicked on the ball inadvertently, uh, which caused the chaos in the middle. He was the one that was on the near post. And I think defensively, um, it was poor. I thought Woodman, I know he made a good save, but he has to make that save because he's glued to his line again. Um he doesn't come off his line. We know that about him, and it's an area of his game we've been spoiled at at Swansea. We had obviously Doris, we had Fabianski, we had goalkeepers normally in the last ten years or so who would boss their area, who would come out and and, and make things theirs. And and he's made a good save. His reactions are great. He has palmed it into an area, as Steve has said. But you're going to have to make those sorts of saves if you're going to allow the ball to drop in your six-yard box and you're not going to come and claim it, which I think 
is a bit of a is a bit of a blind spot of his, unfortunately. On on the Grimes thing, I've never ever seen Matt Grimes head the ball in that position before. Never. I don't know if it was panics because of the derby or something or some new tactic that we tried out, but I I didn't understand. He's one of the shortest players on the pitch, and we're not exactly the tallest side uh, in the league. So um, don't you get though? You have to have a big man at the front. So if the ball comes in for a flick on, you need someone to compete. And I'm not a manager. I'm not a coach or anything like that. But I'm just talking of what I've seen us be particularly strong at when we're defending corners over the past ten years or so. We've always had a strong header of the ball. It's normally our striker who's at the who's at the front post just to see off. Yeah, it's normally IU now. And and before that, of course, we had Borny who used to do it. We had Gomez who used to be on the near post. All excellent head headers of the ball. He used to stand on the near post. And, and that would have been cleared away, no problem. Um, but defensive shape, the marking, it was all over the place. Um, it's been a bit of a sign of how it's gone the last couple of weeks with us defensively. It's all it's all crumbling, unfortunately. After we were talking about breaking all sorts of records, mm. now defensively we look really shaky when the opposition have the ball in, in, in set-piece areas. We went an extremely long time this season without conceding from um, from a header, uh, and that's definitely changed lately. And, and conceding from crosses, conceding from set-pieces, again, areas where we were very good, not any more. Um, I mean, Steve... How did you see the first half performance from the Swans uh, as a whole? And you know how it obviously wasn't wasn't what we had hoped for. But how much of that was down to us, and how much of it was down to Cardiff? Good question. Um, I think we got stronger as the half went on. We weren't too bad towards the end of the half. Um, Cardiff did do well. I think that was the that's what you do have to say. They they did look more up for it, as I've already said. Really, they. They seem to get in our faces a bit. They and obviously they sort of did to us what what we've liked to do all season, haven't they? They got an early goal despite not doing a lot until that point. It was their first meaningful chance, and then they did they didn't go forward as much, did they? So, but we didn't really have a great deal of answers. I think we were, you know, we did it. Probably shocked us a little bit because we we're not used to probably chasing a game, are we? Certainly not early on, anyway. And. I think it did take us a while then to, to get into it. But we looked tired again. That was my my major thing. There were some changes made, but it's starting to show really the, the lack of rotation in, in general. Um and I don't think many players in that first half offered a lot. I think I thought Gray had a couple of nice runs where he, he went forward and then but we seemed to sort of pick the wrong options as usual, really. And then Cardiff was sitting deep. We didn't know what to do. And the second half was was better then, wasn't it? As I'm sure you're going to go on to, but yeah, we we struggled, didn't we? We did, and, and Matt, just uh, one final point on the first half. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I don't think we were we were expecting Cardiff to turn up. Perhaps um, they don't usually do for the derby, but they definitely did in that first half, and they they were first to every single ball. They won every individual challenge. Uh, I thought it helped that we were kind of playing into their. Uh, into their hands for in many ways in that first half. I mean, just long, far more long balls into the box than we saw uh, in the second half. Um, I think we improved in that respect when Connor Horahan went off injured and Corey Smith came on. I thought that was a that that was a, uh, a well that was just how we probably should have started the match in my opinion. Um, but you know, the truth is, it could have been much much worse that first half because Kiefer Moore 
let us off the hook big time and specifically let uh, Freddie Woodman off the hook big time. I, well, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to add to what you've just said, to be honest with you, mate, because it is, uh, you know, it's it's exactly how I saw it. Um, the first half, we, I think I saw someone uh, post yesterday that God, we we haven't just been second best to these these balls. We've been third best in some cases, and that's the truth. You know, we have been so off the pace. They won every battle, everything we proud prided ourselves on of, of being up for the, the derby and, and making sure we get into every challenge. We make sure we fight. And if, if we lose a ball, it's not for the want of trying. Um, and it was, unfortunately, for the want of trying. They, they wanted it more than us. Yes, the pressure was on them to stop history being made, but also the, the prize was there for us to make it. And there wasn't enough. There was a shameful amount of finger pointing on the pitch. People just did not want to show for the ball and instead pointing upfield. You know, what, since when did Swansea become a hoofball team? I don't know. It, it, it happened in front of our eyes and we just, until it happened, we were all like, oh, you know, we, we, we'd adapt into the circumstances. No, we, we don't play football anymore, unfortunately, for the most part. Completely agree that Hurahan going off was a blessing. Unfortunately for his wand of a left foot, he's a passenger and he was a passenger in the open exchanges of that game and his injury led from a ridiculously loose touch of his in the middle of the park. Uh, why he thought he could turn and give himself six yards of space in a derby, I don't know. Um, it was it was poor and he, he's injured himself in trying to recover. But um, yeah, we look better when Smith come on. It should have been game over. Woodman seems to give us one big clanger every week now where he gifts the opposition a, a, a huge opportunity and um I, you know I don't want to get ahead of the uh, ahead of the game here a bit but we do need to start having a conversation about his place in the starting 11 I feel um he's looking shaky and that can't breed confidence to Norton Gehi and Bennett in front of them who rely on him for you know to to use him as a as the sweeper keeper if you like and his distribution just isn't there at the moment and he he's he's looking a shadow of his former self so the fact that we went in at one nil at half time yeah we grew into the half as it came to the end but we should have been punished from Kiefer Moore at the end and um and and we got off we got off with that one lightly so you would have said at half time take the one nil and and regroup and some harsh words need to be said in the changing rooms because. Uh, simply not good enough for a normal game, let alone a derby. And in fairness, Steve, I mean, we did see a reaction in the second half because it was a very different performance. I mean, we came out, passed the ball much better, and it, I know a lot has been made of this stat that we only had one shot on target, but the truth is that we did create quite a few um, opportunities and went close from quite a few um, opportunities and it just but it was just one of those days where we just could not find that finishing touch to to get the ball into the back of the net no we couldn't really I mean we, we had a lot of pressure didn't we but I mean did we really create much that was clear cut I'd probably have to say no is the the problem that I think there was to be fair to Cardiff they did defend very well. They were incredibly deep, a bit like what we have done all season. A lot of desperate blocks and, and all this type of thing. But they, they seem pretty determined not to give up um, the lead, really. But we just you just look at us and think we've been limited going forward all season. I think it has started to show uh, now over the last couple of games. I couldn't believe the start on Sky that showed that until yesterday we were the team that had had the least amount of games where we hadn't scored, which... 
is amazing, really, because I, I don't really know how we've done it on a lot of occasions because we have we don't create a lot, as we've said numerous times. And well, yesterday we did create a lot of chances. They weren't clear cut ones. I mean, you know, I know Hurahan has been mentioned, but you look at that now and think, well, maybe if Hurahan hadn't started, obviously you wouldn't have had the injury. And then when you go behind, you can bring him on. And we probably needed that then at that uh, in the second half because obviously we we had to change it and we had to take more type of uh, risks and I think of the situation where we got a free kick in the second half that would have been in a nice position for him that the AU took for example and that that maybe have been the opportunity that we needed if it had fallen to him but we we didn't create enough that was was good really that that was the problem there were there's a lot of chances blocked as I say a lot a couple of the decent ones really were with crosses that came in where. I think Morrison had one where he, he headed it and it could have gone in and there was another one possibly from Flint. I know AU obviously did it the post with the header, but a lot of our chances, they were, we would seem to be crossing the ball a lot in the air and I was thinking to myself, why on earth are we doing this? Like We've got nobody that's going to win it um, because look at the height of the Cardiff backline. I mean, that's their bread and butter. They'll head them out all day long, won't they? I mean, from a set piece, the only person who we really backed his Cabango to possibly score and obviously he wasn't picked yesterday so yeah we we just didn't ask enough serious questions that was the problem and as much as Cardiff felt under pressure I bet at the end they were thinking well what did they really do not a lot unfortunately is the answer and, and Matt you know it, this is something that we have spoken about a lot um, over the season is just the, the lack of creativity our struggles to to create chances uh, and you know it 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 showed yesterday and when we came up against a team that plays the way we do a lot of the time you know just defending deep and defending in numbers that's difficult anyway but but you we just didn't have that that spark in the side I felt to just to finally put them away I, I there's a there's a narrative going about at the moment and social media and stuff about Swans being, you know, missing a number nine, missing, uh, you know, that that finisher. I mean, no, if you want someone to stick the ball in the back of the net in this team, they need to be a creator as well as a finisher. You know, they need someone who's going to score chances that aren't chances. They need, you know, a, a, a Michu type, if you like, who's able to run, create chance and score, you know, um, someone who's going to stick it in the back of the net like a Jason Scotland type isn't going to cut it in this team because we're not giving the ball to the strikers in the goal scoring opportunities. A key point for me from yesterday was the bizarre criticism I saw of Morgan Whitaker after the game where I thought was the most, I mean, and again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm seeing it differently to other people. Now for me, I saw him creating the only opportunities we had of the game through clever runs, through determination, through breaking the lines. And that was his work. There's a reason why those chances fell to Morgan Whitaker, not Andre Ayew. And the reason why Jamal Lowe hasn't found himself in those positions for two months now is because they're not doing those things. So you say the idea of us needing a finisher, I think, is off the mark. I think we need someone who's going to create those chances. I was chatting to Steve a little earlier on. He made a good point. We're missing Morgan Gibbs-White. We're missing a player who played so little for us this season, yet in his small minutes for us, you could see how he made things tick. We obviously hoped that Conor Horahan would be fitting in that mould. We obviously know now he's a very different sort of player. But that said, we're missing someone to create. If we were putting the ball... Look at Graham Potter's here. How many times did we put the ball across the box and 
Ollie McBurney was so busy in midfield picking up, starting the play that we didn't have a finisher. We needed someone greedy to be in eighteen yard box and stick it away, and that's when you needed a Jason Scotland type. Now, now we need someone who's going to create those chances because we're not creating. Steve said just now we're not creating chances. Cardiff were pretty much they were they were blocking a lot, but it wasn't it was to the face that we were shooting in front of defenders. We weren't getting in behind. We weren't creating the space or the opportunities to score. Um, and the few we did create were, were through endeavour and and people just refusing to take you know uh, Morgan Whitaker refusing to take that as a, as the given and, and trying to force the issue. But um, unfortunately, I don't think you could just stick a finisher in this team and and come up with goals. Uh, Ryan Brewster. Would, would score chances that weren't chances. Now, you can't get those sorts of players unless you you, you know you strike gold. We struck gold last January, fair enough. If you're going to actually have someone who is going to just finish chances, you first need to start by creating them. And and for me, that was um, that was the shame in, in, in what came to light yesterday was, you know, we, we saw criticisms of players and, and a narrative that we were missing something, which I don't think is going to resolve the issue. I think we need to... First, see why why we aren't seeing Jamal Lowe and Andre Ayew hold their head in their hands with missed chances because they're not getting in the space to get the chances. It's, it's as simple as that. Steve, let's go back to the Whitaker issue because he had his first start for us yesterday. Um, I think he's only 19 years old. How, how did you view his overall performance? I thought he was one of the positives. He was quite busy. He was trying to make things happen. Um, and he was one of the few people that was willing to take efforts at goal. So... I thought Whitaker did show something. He's, he is a little bit raw. Maybe there were occasions where he took the one or two, maybe the wrong option or something like that. But I, I thought he was a positive. Like, and I, I definitely think that he deserves to to play in the next uh, few games. Really, I would say. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous some of the abuse that he's been taking mm-hmm. online. I mean, we we shouldn't be dishing out any abuse to any player anyway. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying that somebody uh, has made a mistake or is not playing well or anything like that. I mean, Woodman was a good example, wouldn't it, with that mistake again, because he's not playing very well at the moment. But again, they wouldn't, you don't abuse people. And you certainly don't abuse, you know, people's girlfriends or anything like that either. So I found that absolutely ridiculous, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I just don't get it. What are you trying to achieve by by doing something like that? I mean, it's it's completely out of order, really. And the thing is, un- completely undeserved, uh, regardless of uh, whether he played well or not. But obviously... I think he did play well, so I don't really get that, to be honest with you. And uh, it's, it is disappointing. I mean, I'm sure all clubs have got them, but uh, we certainly don't want them at this club. Yeah, I mean, two issues there. I mean, one, the the online abuse. I I don't get the mentality. I don't get how. I mean, there's there's one guy who fair play Matt um, ca- called him out on this. Um, he he basically he didn't seem to like he'd been on Twitter for 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 a while. But then suddenly, yesterday, logged on and his first actions were to send pretty horrible tweets to Morgan Whitaker and randomly Morgan Whitaker's girlfriend. I don't get that kind of attitude. I do not understand what goes through somebody's head that they think, do you know what? I'm so angry. I am going to go on to, to Twitter, and not only am I going to abuse a 20-year-old that I don't know, I'm going to find his girlfriend and abuse her too. I, I, I absolutely do not understand it. And like, it's one thing to abuse a player. I, I, like you said, Steve. I think criticism. Everybody has a right to an opinion. You, you, you have every right to voice that opinion as long as it's obviously, you know, based on something. Um, 
but to but but abuse crosses a line. Abuse of a, a player's loved one go, goes beyond the pale. It's just it's just the it's just a horrible, spiteful thing to do. Um, she, I think, has since changed her privacy settings, so she's uh, kind of been sent into hiding by this. I, I just think it's the most horrendous behaviour, and I think people who who do that kind of thing, no matter who it's towards, you, you just scum. I'm afraid, absolute scum. And to do it to a young player is just abhorrent. Um, and that actually is besides the fact that actually I thought Morgan Whitaker, like you, Steve, was one of the positives yesterday. And I thought he was um, doing a lot of very good things. Yes, he, he didn't he didn't do everything right. Obviously, one or two moments where he um, he got things wrong. But he was the one trying to make things happen. He was the one making the runs. He was the one taking shots on. He, he was the one that was trying to force the issue. And that's great to see in a young player. And based on what we've seen over the last two games, there are signs there that Whitaker could be a very useful player for us. Um, Matt, where does this derby rank in terms of kind of disappointments for you compared to, to previous uh, derby, derby results? Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, I think you look at it on the face of it with what was opp- opportunity there for us, and you have to say it's pretty gut wrenching. Yesterday, you know, was built as a Super Saturday for the for the you know, the rugby that was on in the evening as well, and the potential for everything that that could go right, but also with that comes everything that could go wrong, and it turns out everything that, that could go wrong went wrong. Um, we don't know like the the fallout of it yet. Is 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 Conor Hurahan, you know, is he going to be fit? Is he going to, you know, miss the next five or six weeks? You don't know um, the impact of losing a derby match. Is that going to spur us into righting the wrongs? Because quite often after a derby, we have after the Lord Mayor's show, and we, we don't perform um, for the next game or two. Uh, obviously, we've got the international break now to, to lick our wounds. But in terms of... Um, you know how we're going to react after losing a derby. I can't remember, you know, the the impact the previous ones had because it's been such a while since it since it happened. Um, there have been worse ones. I mean, there was one, obviously, the one with Colker uh, scored against us uh, uh, up at the Cardiff Stadium, which I felt like, you know, it was just an, an, a complete no-show from the Swans. No heart, no desire, no no fight, and that was really gut wrenching to see that in a derby. This one, at least in the last 20 minutes, it was disorganised, it was a bit chaotic, it was a bit, you know, just all hands to the pump, but we did have a go in the last 20 minutes. It's not, it doesn't make up for the fact that the 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 team selection was wrong, as you say, it should have been Corey Smith really in a derby, not not Hurahan to start. Um, Kabango, we could have done with him as an extra head and height in there when you're coming up against six foot five centre-halves and stuff from corners. Uh, so it doesn't excuse it. But I, th- I feel like um, I feel like we give it a go in the last in the last 15 minutes. And um, it made me feel like maybe on another day, you know, Ayu's header goes in off the post and Whitaker's second stab at it sneaks inside the post um, the whole the whole rhetoric of we only had one shot on target in itself is skewed because at least five or six of those blocks were inside the box 
and they were on target. They okay, they didn't actually reach the goal, but they were on target in my eyes because they were going to go in if they weren't blocked. So um, I think it's skewed in that respect. But uh, they threw everything at it, Cardiff. They defended their goal like we were defending ours earlier in the season, and um, and they probably you know deserved something for for that effort alone because they, they you know they really really wanted it yesterday. You could see that. Um, it's you're not going to have a defeat in the derby and not be absolutely gutted and disappointed, and and the chance to make history um, is has passed us by yet again. But uh, it's hard to see how it's going to affect us going forward until until that time comes. I think. And Steve, on on the double, the fact that no team has done the league double. I mean, I would have thought that if you we, we've seen over the last few years, put it this way, that quite quite few occasions now where one team has had the chance to do the double over the other. And that second match then ends up being a bit of a damp squib for that team. Um, it, you know, it happened to Cardiff in, in the Premier League when they, you know, raised their game for the first one, got hammered 3-0 in, in, in the uh, second leg. Um, well, last season, Swans, you know, won 1-0 and... and Battered Cardiff really in that in the at the Liberty went to the Cardiff City Stadium and, and neither team really showed up. It was it was a real drab affair. And and this season, I mean, first game we we absolutely bossed them. But second yesterday, there's no doubt about it. Cardiff were the ones who came out the blocks and and really you know had that fire in their belly from from the off. I would have thought that in the scenario where you know that one team has the chance to do the double over the other. The pressure should all be on on the on the team that that lost the first game, um, but so often we see kind of the the other way round to how we'd expect uh, how you'd expect it to happen. And actually, it looked like yesterday at the, in the first half at least, it looked like the pressure was all on Swansea. Yes, yeah, weird, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about this yesterday. And I think in my lifetime, or certainly in my times following the Swans, anyway, Cardiff have won here three times. And in each of those seasons where they've won you, we've won up there. It's just bizarre. I don't know how it uh, seems to work out like that. I mean, as you say, I can't really remember us ever really being close to a double in, in any of the, the games where we've won the first fixture of that season. I mean, it's, well, I suppose the, the closest to a double, actually, no, it wasn't, was it? I was going to say the closest to a double was when Mike Dean denied us, but that wouldn't have been a double, would it? Because the victory was the League Cup. It wasn't in the league. Um, yeah. I remember the year after that where we won 3-2 with Sousa and we were winning, weren't we, up there? And we had a big chance late on with Coochie uh, heading at the keeper and then in the last minute, Chopper scored, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, it is weird. I, I, I don't really get it. it. You never get the feeling that when there's been a chance for a double, that the team going for the double really looks like winning. Mm. I, I, I don't really get it because, as you say, I mean, the... The pressure should have been on Cardiff yesterday, thinking, oh, God, we've not won this fixture for a while. They're on for a double year. If they do the double, it's going to be mentioned for a long time. You don't want to be associated with it. And there's probably not a Cardiff player in that squad who's won a derby before either. So they obviously they would have been coming in for some real stick, I think, if they were to lose. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You, you almost get a feeling with this thing with a double. It's never going to happen. It's, uh, it's, it's such fate. a strange thing. Like, you... you but it's odd, isn't it? How how has it never happened for for one side or the other? It's because I think that we've had about eleven chances in our history to do a double, 
And I think in about eight of them, we've lost. It's uh, it's a strange one. Um, you know, this is why I suppose sometimes you just go, if you're off at four points before a ball's kicked against them, you'd be uh, delighted because it seems like six is off the table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Matt, let, let's look kind of at the wider picture here. Um, this this result came at the end of a, well, a two-month run, basically, where um, the Swans have, have not played very well. We've picked up more points than we deserved, but I think it's fair to say that we've looked tired, we've looked short of ideas, we've looked a lot sloppier uh, than we have been for most of the season. I mean, we, we enter an international break now. I mean, what, what does the attitude need to be before we come back after that after that break? I think we need to change. Um, I think our style is being found out. Um, our front two aren't obviously match up. They're both tired. If we consider Jamal Lowe and Ayu to be the favourites of, of Steve Cooper, which I think is, is a fair, fair comment. Um, so, given that both, you know, get uh, come back safe from uh, their um, their international exploits, then uh, we should imagine that they'll be given game time after it as well. I'd love to see Whitaker keep his place, um, but if we are going to do that, then we need to change our shape. We need to make sure that we got, you know, not stop playing square pegs in round holes and accept that Jamal Lowe isn't a striker, Andre aren't strikers. So we need to get something different on the pitch. It probably means um, going with three up top, whether that's Whitaker in between those two and move them wide. We need to start changing things up, go to a flat back four again, and maybe, I mean, for as good as the the, the five, three, two, uh, three, five, whatever, however we want to shape up the, the formation we've been playing um, has worked for us through the season. It's dried up on goals. It's dried up on chances and our all-round creativity has suffered. Um, so we, I think we just need to tweak it now, even if it's not an ideal long-term solution. We need something to freshen up, not just physically, but mentally. The players need to have something to get their teeth into. Um, I think it's a good opportunity to, with the international break, for Cooper to sit down and work on some ideas um, and, and just try different things, because uh, we're looking at lacking creativity, and yet I'm talking about taking... Connor Horahan out of that team. So it's it's there's no, I guess, real answer um that is gonna suit everything. But I think we need to um we need to perhaps utilize uh getting control of the ball, bringing it down, playing football with it. And if that's not in Steve Cooper's mantra, then then that's something we need to look at for a long term um perspective. But we need to suddenly start to control games again, which we haven't done in a while. Um and that and that's that's how we start to um, impose ourselves on teams again because we can't, we, you can't expect to keep playing smash and grab football and get away with it. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, we've done it for a long time, but unfortunately, it looks now that uh, it might come unstuck at the last. So this is a this is a key opportunity to try and reverse that trend. And Steve, look in the league table. Where where do the Swans stand at the moment? Because We've now fallen six points behind Watford in second. We do have a game in hand, um, but the way we've been playing recently, I, I don't think there's any guarantee that we would win that game in hand. Um, we're still, well, 10 points um, just clear of, of Bournemouth in seventh. Um, so we've still got a, a nice cushion between ourselves and, and the teams outside the uh, the top six. But 
I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel of late like the 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 promotion chase has just become a little bit more um, more stretched basically, and and whereas it was a very tight cluster and any kind of combinations could happen, there's a real feeling that we and Brentford have have dropped dropped off the pace recently. Neither of us uh, are looking particularly great at the moment. Uh, meanwhile, Watford they're really hitting their strides and probably pay, playing with more confidence than they've done all season. I mean, there is a feeling that if we do not come back from the international break and really start off with a bang, then I don't know about you, but I feel like our title as promotion candidates, at least automatic promotion candidates, could could soon, could quite quickly disappear. Yeah, if I'm honest, I, I think yesterday could have been a bit of a fatal blow, really. Um, you know, as you say, Watford are on form. We're now six behind them. We do have that game in hand, but by the time we play that game in hand, the picture will have changed again. I think we may have blown it. That's my my gut instinct. We, we definitely needed this break. So hopefully it means things will change. Quite a few players will now get a, a little bit of a rest. That could only be a good thing, I would have thought. I think we needed it desperately, really, because... As you say, we've not been playing well recently, but you know, I, I don't think the points total is insurmountable to overhaul at all. But the way that we're playing and have played over the last dozen or so games, it is insurmountable. If we carry on as we are, there's no way we're going to get top two. I'd be amazed if we didn't finish in the playoffs because it would take an incredible screw up. But um, yeah, I I don't think now we're getting top two. I, I think yesterday is is a very big blow for us. Um, and Watford have the momentum. I don't see an, an outcome where, as well, if we are going to get top two, we will surely have to win the final day at Watford, and that's going to be very difficult as well. So, yeah, if I'm being honest, I, I now think that um, we're not going to get top two, although obviously, uh, you know, it can't be 100% ruled out. What I will say, just on that point quickly, is international breaks come at the worst time for Watford, the way things are going with us and Brentford. They would have wanted to keep playing. Um, and that's not to say I don't agree entirely with what Steve says, because I do. But um, from a Whopper's perspective, as in Brentford are just dropping points, you know, every other game or so. Um, and they 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 go on such a run of form now, Watford, that they won't want football to stop. They want to, you know, pull that and keep that stretch going. Um, so just playing devil's advocate, it won't be something that they would have longed for either because they know it would have given us and Brentford a break that we desperately need. Wow. I did not expect to end this podcast on a positive, but thank you very much, Matt. That's uh, Who'd have thought that a podcast about us losing South Wales Derby would end with uh, some kind of ray of sunshine um, poking through the black clouds. Um, thank you. If you've lasted this long into the pod, then I applaud you. Uh, it's been a slog, uh, as much of a slog as watching the Derby was probably, but uh, hope you... Uh, Got some kind of, I don't know, comfort, cathartic, something or other out there. I don't really know what we've provided, really. But we've done it. We've discussed it. We've uh, we've fronted up to uh, the horrors of uh, of Saturday night. Um, hopefully, of course, the Swans bounce back uh, be- better than uh, than they have been of late once we get back from the uh, inter- uh, international break. But, well, until then... 
Thank you very much for joining us. Mm-hmm.